0: Welcome
1: to this week's episode of the Nursing Handover Podcast. You have me, Jerry, Diane and Clarissa and special guest Baby Noah back this week to talk to you guys about everything that is (laughs) nursing-wide. Ladies, how are you doing?
0: Um, All good, in the hood, nothing new, just getting on with it. What about you, Diane?
2: I'm not too bad, you know, similar to Clarissa, I'm kind of just getting on with it. Um, I am you know working on new projects at the re and
0: yeah just I'm good you know can't complain I'm good good. What about you Jerry how's you and baby Noah? We're good
1: obviously he's here with me today because mum life is everything and he won't sleep during this time so that I can record okay
0: no apart from that we're good
1: he's just like being he's just like being stroppy today to be honest
0: he doesn't want to do what
1: he's supposed to do that he knows he should be doing but one of here. those days yeah but he's it's here fun with us as we record and he'll probably make his cameos in so if you hear him he's talking right to you to the soul <laughs> <laughs> but no apart from that it's been all right um as you guys know i am beginning to do lashes so i really just spent my time trying to practice um i'm gonna i'm gonna start having some clients soon so if you're interested and you live in the north london area or not and you want to get your lashes done by me watch this space um, yeah it'll be really soon that's pretty much been my week to be honest like the weather's a bit of a down like it's been quite nice this week up until today
0: yeah like it's true it's so unpredictable, out.
1: don't you
2: think pardon it's been so unpredictable
1: yeah because yes. like you go out with a thick coat because you know what March is like, and it's hot. But it is
2: unpredictable.
0: And it's like, like you said, you go out and it's hot. And then as soon as you step outside, it's like raining. You just don't know where it's going. Yeah, exactly. I don't know, like for me, I get hot really easily. Mm. But
2: if I layer up and go out, by the time I get down the road, I'm sweating. I've got to take off the layers.
0: Honestly, uh-huh. we're
2: the same because same. Oh, yeah, so I have so to carry everything. I don't want to carry everything.
0: Yeah. It's just a pain. But you know what? The times where I don't bring anything, I'm freezing.
2: It's literally Sword's Law. Yeah. You, yeah. Literally.
1: literally. But no, so it just makes me feel like summer's on its way. Um like just happier times are coming, really despite the madness in the world, but happier times are coming for us right now. I'm just gonna take it like that. But no, things things are good, can't complain. Obviously Noah's here. Yes, you are, bubs. Um, But no, we've got so much to unpack and discuss this week. What do you guys think? You guys happy to jump in?
2: Yeah, let's go straight into it.
1: (laughs) So we're pretty much discussing you guys may have seen it already. There's an article going around by a nursing notes um, that's basically saying that people that work in Aldi or just in stores, like supermarket stores, are making more than nurses.
2: And it's sad to say, but it's really true. It is. It's, it's a really, sad truth, isn't it? It's a very sad truth. Yeah, it's just
1: again, it just highlights that we're really under unappreciated because we have to go to uni and have completed some sort of like, okay, well now nursing is a, it's academic. You've got to go to uni. Like if you did nursing before and you did a diploma, you have to do your conversion. All of these things to be able to nurse, to get the same wage as someone that works in a supermarket. I like, it's just, it's just not it. Like, why are we here? This This is is not to put anyone down who does work in a supermarket. Because a hustle is a hustle, but I have worked my bum off to get to where I am, and I'm making the same money as as someone that works in the supermarket.
2: It is. It's 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 shocking and kind of unfair. We work really hard to get our get our pin. We work on placement unpaid. Mm-hmm. You know that's a lot of sacrifice that the essays, the time put in, and then to be told that you're not worth. Like, what's your value, basically? and I think
0: and I think another thing that I don't appreciate is nursing wage the nursing salary is always on blast in the news nursing salaries don't earn this amount nursing salaries earn less than Aldi workers nurses go to food banks like the constant reminder of how little we are paid is actually not good for us you know like it doesn't increase the morale with the nurses it's constantly on full blast but what's the point of putting it on full blast if it's not going to be taken care of or dealt with
1: i can't agree, agree with you more carissa like like you said nursing nursing pay has always been on blast and people there's some people that think we're being bad mind about the money we get because we thought we have a job it's somewhat respected however it's really not and the, pay, the wage we get it's literally pittance like we're out here saving
2: lives literally
1: saving yeah
2: and do you know what it is when you compare it to our counterparts in other countries who are really recognized important professionals who are essentially being you know deemed as really specialized qualified people why aren't we on the same playing field why in this country are we basically bottom barrel
0: so i've got um a chart of how much nurses actually get paid so bear in mind just to explain to everyone nurses outside of London don't have a bonus called the London waiting nurses in London have the nursing salary the basic nursing salary and then they have a London waiting on top of it just because London is just overly priced but to start off with as a band five without the London waiting you start on um spine point 16, which is basically um the starting point as a band 5 with less than one year experience and your salary is 24907 Jesus. And that's before tax, right? Mm-hmm. God. That's before
1: tax. The part that's getting me is that I remember when we qualified and that pretty much was our starting salary and like we live in London and I know like our counterparts outside London when we started when we mean like Diane qualified starting salary was 21k how do people live of this off this this is it like how do they want us to survive the worst part is this year alone as we've all seen with like petrol prices and all sorts everything is skyrocketing how is someone on that salary actually supposed to make a living
0: this right imagine if they got kids imagine if they have kids imagine if they're the only one providing for their family and with the electricity and gas increase increasing by 54 percent my electricity was it electricity or gas with um, british gas i went on the app literally the other day i was paying 73 pounds a month i went on the app and it's showing £200 a month, the next bill to be taken out 2nd of April. Mm -hmm. I was like, yeah, I was like, Theo, Theo, you need to call British Gas right now. He calls them now, and they actually reduced it down to 120 Yeah, it's a good reduction, but they're going to review it in three months. So they could potentially increase it depending on how much we use. But it also just shows it's gone up from 73 to two hundred and then back down to one hundred and twenty.
1: It's so mad because
0: even like you saying that, we got a letter through the post
1: that we looked at and said that our that our flat is literally all electric, and it said everything that our electricity is going up by fifty four percent. Fifty four percent. It's gonna to get to the point that people have to choose between putting heating on, and and cooking
0: literally and turning off all the lights during the day my brother with his new flat we went to see him in the new flat the other day he actually turned off the electricity by the by the actual main switch Wow! <laughs> mm-hmm. i can't blame him Like after seeing the increase on the app i was like did you know why are you doing that he's like, i don't want the electricity bill i'm literally gonna have to do that every time we leave the house i'm just gonna have to switch it off like completely Yeah, when you're you're not in. Yeah. Then what about your fridge? Oh, my God, that's a good point. I forgot about the fridge. You see? What about the fridge? Oh, Jesus. There's certain
2: stuff, I guess, you'd have to leave on, like the fridge. But I guess, as you said, if there's other stuff that you can scrimp away with, it's like, for example, the lights. Mm -hmm. In our house, the lights used to be left on a lot. And one day our mum literally gave us the bill and was like, Do you see the bill? Because you need the lights on. Turn the lights. If you're not in the room, turn the lights off. You know, same as
1: bit,
2: same as heating. Do you need the heater to be on? Turn it off. You know, if you're feeling hot, wear a jumper. If you're feeling if you're feeling um like if you're sweating, open the window. Can we sleep with fans on all night. And oh, yeah. my mum would be like, There's no way. It's not you can't do it. Like I can't afford for you to do it. So you're opening the window.
1: And, and then the this just brings me back to, on a nursing salary, how are you supposed to afford this? How it people the supposed...
2: And I think, th- 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 see, this is the thing that kind of frustrates me so much about nursing in this country, is we need nurses so badly, but they've given us nothing to make us want to nurse. And Honestly. although when you become a nurse, you're always told, you, you know, you have to love the job. You're not doing it for the money. But sis needs to eat. Sis needs to live. Exactly. Sis wants to travel. I deserve to have a nice life, okay? So I need money and pay me what I'm worth. I do courses. I come in and help on do Yes, it's my job and I have a duty of care. But what about the duty to myself and my quality of life? What about that?
1: Exactly. But then this is why so many people are dropping out of nursing.
0: Yeah,
1: Because they're tired of making no money. They're tired of breaking their backs. But someone else to get no recognition fair enough we don't we don't nurse for recognition as such but we're not respected look at what? how patients treat us and we're just meant to take it i'm
0: sorry you know no. you know what on that note you guys just reminded me you know how i started doing the bank just at that private hospital yeah yeah it the amount of money they get is mad like there's one lady who does bank three twice a week if that, if she's, and she said if she's feeling a bit eccentric that week, she'll do two bank shifts a week. She doesn't work part time. And she said she was earning a bit more than a full time band five.
1: What? It's true. Like, there's so many things. Like, you go into a private hospital, fair enough, you get private patients, and that alone comes with its own issues. But they're hopefully paying you the ways that you deserve. what they think you deserve or or obviously they're enticing you some way or another but it comes down to you think about it like for me right now I can't leave my current job only because I'm thinking about like maternity pay and pensions and things like this whereas from what I know about private hospitals it's very different to like NHS ran provisions if that makes sense and we're always told like the NHS pension is one of the best in the world whether it is or not it's not my problem right now but i'm trying to make sure that noah and his siblings in the far future not now will will have will be able to live and live comfortably god forbid anything happens but i just
0: say one thing the thing about the pension is i don't doubt it's the greatest thing but the amount of money i get per month that's about 200 pounds from my monthly salary that's a lot
1: about girl it's nearly like, really like 3 like 3 400 less not life.
0: jesus you know, and that's from your monthly salary. I'm struggling Wait. to jump on. Oh, sorry. I'm struggling to jump on the pension because of that. But
1: you know what? You even saying that also just made me think have you guys ever looked at your payslip and looked at, looked at the deductions?
2: Let's not even talk about the right column.
0: Okay? <laughs> All the time. <laughs> Let's not talk about, the talking right about how I... the right column
2: will give you high blood pressure for free. Yeah. It's literally the
1: deductions is literally the wage you're getting.
2: it's the frustration because you look at it and you think to yourself so basically i just bust my bum for you to take half of it and then you're going to use the half of it on stupidness as well you're not even putting it back into the system exactly you know you're just kind of picking and choosing how you spend it why is it that nurses are having to go to food banks so they can feed themselves and Their children right why is it that nurses are having to basically work to live not live to work because to me if you if you let's say you know you're renting so you've got gas electric water cancel tax bill plus miscellaneous okay food and then you're basically working bank so you can house your belongings in the house because you're never there
1: you know when you put it like that you're very right
2: when are you there you're always working to keep the house but when do you lie your head in your house and enjoy it? When do you sit in the bath that you pay five hundred or £600, 700 seven hundred pound a month minus bills for to sit in the right. bath and a long soak? Where is that? Carice. It's not
0: there. Carice. It's not there. Also, may I add, um, people who work in the police force they get travel for free. TfL travel for free. So why can't we qualify for that?
1: <laughs> Clarissa, you're just breaking my heart right now
0: i'm being for real my (laughs) brother told me he gets tfl for free and he was like oh you don't get that as well and i looked at him like are you trying to wrap it in are you trying to wrap it in claps
1: we get claps because claps is going to pay our bills even the claps (laughs) we don't even get claps anymore work
0: (laughs) also another thing i have to say like i went going to the private hospital so one, the cafeteria was absolutely amazing. We don't even have a cafeteria sometimes in some hospitals. Um, there's no cafeteria with an actual kitchen. This private hospital, you have three hot meals a day, and for a full plate of an actual hot meal, it's only three pounds thirty. Three pounds thirty, including a drink. Now that is cheaper than getting a meal outside of McDonald's as well. You know, it's cheaper than and getting until- meals
1: in normal hospitals.
0: Yeah. Literally, the you can buy is- a sandwich for that price.
2: The thing, the yeah. thing, the thing, the thing, the thing is, yeah, what makes me laugh is all these hospitals, if you notice, are doing away with traditional canteens and bringing in M&S. Bringing yes. in all these cafes. whose meal deals are like £5.
0: Yeah. So,
2: and that's what they're bringing in. Yeah. So the, so having a canteen where you can kind of fun, funnel money back into the trust and use it elsewhere. No, let's outsource and make more money. Let's give yeah. them a contract so they can come and police our staff and our uh, service users.
1: Because think job. about it, a sandwich alone from m When you're already not making anything, that four or five pounds, you can't buy sandwiches every time you go to work.
2: No, definitely
1: not. And it's not even a meal deal; you're buying it all separately. It all, it all adds up, and it's just a shame. Well, fair enough. There's ways like, obviously. There's ways to like survive ish. But, like, you've literally got to rob Peter to pay Paul.
2: Exactly. And, and why, should, why should you, as a professional, a professional society, you, when people say you're a nurse, the respect that they give you, the way you're, you're held in account, right?
1: Hold on. Hold on. When you, as you say that, that's also within your own peers. When people are actually using the service, they're not giving <coughs> up that respect. No. Do you get what I mean? They're ready to shout at you, tell you that they're paying your bills and your and your wages and that they demand to see a doctor now, when really and truly we're the ones doing the big job. That like the doctors will even come to you and ask you, what do you think?
0: So and talking about of- patients, the patient ratio, so we, I don't know about you guys, but when I was in the NHS, when I was on the main wards, I would have a standard seven patients per day seven patients excluding patients um, of those who called in sick i go to this place now and they're like oh my god you will maximum have five and maximum is including someone that's calling in sick and it's a big issue for them so on a daily basis you would actually have three or four my
1: only thing is this is the difference between pediatrics and adults because i think with peds we've been drummed in that you have no more than four patients even that you're literally like, like, no, it's too much.
2: So yeah, so I feel like, so obviously I've always worked in specialties, so like in NICU, you would have, you'd you'd be, um, in ICU, it would be one nurse to two, basically. In HGU, you can have two, sometimes three. And again, in special care, I'd say four and maybe five if they're rooming in, so they're not there with the parents. But again, I wouldn't have an excess of, like, seven. It wouldn't I can guarantee you, in paediatrics,
1: you're never having seven. If there is, there's something seriously wrong. Yeah. Like, if that is happening, it's either, like, three people have called in sick and they have to close the ward. Yeah. Obviously, like, for me, in A&E, you get whatever comes through the door. So there may only be three or four of you on shift and you legit have, like, 70 patients in a waiting room. But that's a different story. But actual, like, staffing ratios should really be, like, one to four, no, at max.
2: Yeah, no more than that. Because, realistically, how can you give the care you want to give if you don't even have time to read the notes, do the obs, talk to your patient, even? This is it.
1: Like, Clarissa, how are you doing one to seven? Like, it just reminds me of my adult placement. That alone still gives me nightmares, like... You have, a whole way, I,
0: you
2: have like six like
0: eight how how did I deal with it yeah you were just used to it I think you didn't expect anything I'm not even lying to you you didn't expect anything less like knowing you just had seven patients was sometimes reassuring because you knew all right cool we're fully staffed for the day so at least I'm not going to get any expected one or two more patients like there was one night where so we were in a I think how many beds they were but instead of four nurses nurses, there was two nurses so we literally had to split the whole ward in half um but then as i
1: said there's always like um hopefully that there would be like hcas to help in it it's not hopefully
0: yeah but the thing is they kind of do just stick to what they do and some and i think i don't know but this is what i've noticed sometimes i feel like if they know you're already overworking because they know you're already in that mode of working. They can kind of leave a few things behind because they know you're probably going to catch up on it anyway. That's so cheeky. Does that make sense? But when it's, I feel like when it was quieter, they were more able, they were just more inclined to do their work. But when it's a bit busier because they already know you're in the mode of working they're like, All right, cool. They're going to catch up with it anyway. They're yeah. going to, it's going to be on their radar um but no you just dealt with it like because the thing is there was no way of me saying um I mean what was I going to say oh okay we're two people short-staffed it's not as ever going to be like oh my god I can't work in these conditions I'm going to get up and go you can't get up and go you're literally just going to have to be like cool this is going to be my shift let me just write everything down that I'm going to have to do and sometimes you can ask the um the bed manager look is this someone that you can send from another ward yeah rarely that happens rarely that happens because in on the ward I feel like they kind of um they're full they full staffed is just meeting the minimum of being fully staffed yeah it's not having any extras it's not having any other you know any other helpers it's just meeting the minimum to meet the fully staffed requirements. No, that's fair. You know, so but it's not as if they can send anyone down. It really is just bizarre to me. Like, I feel
1: like in pediatrics we are somewhat sheltered because if you haven't got enough staff they're closing the ward. Like there's no admissions, there's nothing. Everything has to get transferred out.
2: Really? Like,
0: that's so good. That's yeah, so good. Yeah, no, no, no. You're, ba- you're basically left to suffer on the adult ward. <laughs> you're like, these are your patients,
1: you're gonna deal with them. <laughs> and then you're still getting admissions on top of that
0: yeah you still get admissions on top of it sometimes you can challenge I mean there's been times where you challenge the bed managers like I've had to challenge bed managers to be like I'm not being rude I don't feel safe my other nurse doesn't feel safe we don't feel safe to take this patient on but they will mm-hmm. still have to bring it or what they will do is they will just give you another admission but might be less acute but then it annoys me to- the fact that I need to battle with the bed manager
1: for that to happen
0: for that to happen to say look there's only two of us on the floor we have x amount of patients we don't feel i don't feel satisfied with this handover um and it's not about me being challenging but when you're actually being nurse in charge and when you're on the floor you naturally do take that authoritative figure yeah. and you do say to them like look like it's actually not safe i'm not we're not going to be able to deal and then they send someone who's a bit less acute but then it's, it's it kind of annoys me because it's like if you already knew we were too because the thing is they know how many nurses are on each ward per mm-hmm. shift, night shift, day shift. They know how many people are on each ward. And it's like, if you already know we're kind of short starved, then why wouldn't you already assign us a yeah. patient that's less acute already? Why do I need to justify our position to not receive that patient?
1: And again, this goes back to what we're saying. So look at these conditions that we're having to work in to get pittance pay. Yeah. Like, we're always understaffed. So again, going back to the article in question, the nurse, in, the nurse that's just, that was saying this in Parliament has said for 20 years, she has never had a year that, the, that her ward or her, or her departments that she ever worked in has been fully staffed. 20 wow. years. And saying, what, did, what else did she say? She also said that Nursing as a whole has never been fully staffed. Look, when we left uni, they said there was forty-four thousand jobs. Those forty-four plus a lot more are still waiting to be filled. Yeah. So, how are our ratios safe? But then this is where people are burning out and literally leaving the profession. People are tired. We don't get any gratitude for what we do. Apart like, from think random like, think about cross. it now.
2: Think about it. You leave your son and you go and work and you come back you're tired you can't play with him he might have already gone to bed and to only look at your pay slip and you think what like how how am I supposed to give him a good life and give myself a good life on just this amount of money
1: but then this is why you know a lot of people are creating side side jobs I don't want to call it a side hustle because in this day and age like you really truly really can't survive on one paycheck whether you're a family or not like there needs to be some sort of second income Per person if you work in the public sector because it is tight very tight out here and again this is why people are pushing for things but then like, really truly this is why people are also leaving they're tired yeah they want they want to be they want to feel respected and cared for and we don't have that it's yeah.
0: it's thing is it's mentally draining i think physically we're more than able to do the job but I think it's just mentally draining. The constant reminders of being underpaid, the constant reminders that every time we go on shift, our pin is at risk. And I think a lot of people, I think unless you work in the medical field, I don't think you understand your job feels like it's constantly on the line. When I was a student nurse, everyone kept saying, document, document, uh, protect your pin, document, protect your pin, document, protect your pin. And I remember as a student nurse thinking, hold up, is my job on the line? Like, why do they keep saying, but you got to protect your pin, you got to document, or else it never happened? um I just, You know, and then when you're actually working on the ward, and when you sometimes, depending on the locations that you're in, when you are a nurse in charge, you actually do think, boy, like, I can now see how my pin can be jeopardized.
1: Yeah. Um, and it's not even by and- no fault of your own, it's a situation yeah. you've been put into.
0: it's the it's the the structure creating the pressure the you know the undesired the unnecessary pressure Mm -hmm. um and I think it's just that it's just that constant mental battle you know you just think what quality of life am I giving to my family what quality of life am I giving for myself is it even worth it
1: honestly this like all of this just like legit makes me think am I coming back to nursing after my leave because there's so much more I want to do and reading truly, there's more money at. there's more money elsewhere. But I I have a love for what I do. Hence but, why I'm still here. But, but, I'm but do you know come to,
2: go on. But do you know what, Jerry? That's what's so sad is because the passion is there. The love for the profession is there. The love for the patient, the desire to help, the desire to make a difference. We all have those innate qualities and that's why we're such amazing nurses. Mm. But it's almost like
0: our livelihood doesn't matter. I can't lie. This is why I've got. I mean, I've always loved sexual health, and I knew I was going to go into sexual health. This is why I've gone into clinic work, into sexual health work because you don't have those pressures, and you have a better work balance, life, you work life balance. Honestly, like I think it's the best decision I've made.
1: But you know what? You saying that because I thought going into the community, I have a better work life balance. Yeah, like no, it's probably worse than being on shop floor. The only it reason is, I say that is because unsure, when you're actually like, in the, say for example, like the clinic that Clarissa works in or in A&E or even on NICU, you have the team. Whatever you don't finish, someone else is going to finish the next shift and someone else will pick it up. Or correct me if I'm wrong, guys. But in the community, what you leave is waiting for you mm-hmm. the following morning.
0: Yeah, no, I think term, this... The structure in the clinic is a bit different because it's not an ongoing care plan. People literally come in, they get the service that they want, and then they go. The only on care plan would be probably someone who's on a prolonged syphilis treatment or someone who's on a prolonged STI treatment. Basically, no, no, but I think yeah.
1: But I was I meant like once you finish your shift, you're not thinking about it. Don't get me wrong. At all. At all. That happen. And you're like, oh, my God, I actually can't stop thinking about it. But you you know you're not trying to see that patient the following
2: day. Yeah. Unless yeah. Something, something has happened. hundred yeah. And I think I can echo exactly the same thing. And I think that's why part of me does miss the clinical side of things, because for those 12 hours, I could be really stressed and be running around like headless chicken, but then it will end.
1: You could go and home and sleep. I,
2: and, yeah. And when I go home, I'm at home and I can relax. I can talk to my friends. We can do the podcast. We can do... I can do life. But with the community, the laptop is over there. The work is there. And as much as they say, you know, have separate your work from your home, you know, bringing in work from home, all that means you don't. You find yourself working more and more and more and more than you would have. And you can't switch off. You have no one to hand it over to. It's yours. It belongs to you.
0: You mean, is Um, that working from home? Sorry. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah.
2: And the community, like, you can't switch off from that kind of role. If I don't see a client today because I've been too busy, they'll still be there in two weeks waiting to be seen.
1: Yeah, because no one else is going to see them for you.
2: Yeah. You know, everybody's struggling with the caseload. Everyone's got a lot going on. Not everyone has time for this and for that. You just have to suck it up and get on with it. So I can see why people are kind of down in tools and saying, you know what, F it. I don't want to do this no more. I don't have any job satisfaction. I'm worried all the time. You know, I don't have a good work-life balance. If I'm not working, I'm thinking about work. Or then feeling guilty you've not finished work so you get on your laptop at home and do work. It's very toxic. It really is. But you know what? I think having
1: Noah has pushed me to be like, there's something I'm just not doing when I go back. Mm. Like, I'm not working after my working hours. Yeah. Unless, I can't, I can't lie, if it comes to safeguarding, that's a different issue. But my main job, nah, I can't lie, I'm not doing it because that time is family time and that time is important to me. I can't put work above my family. I'm not doing it. I'm sorry, no. Whereas before he came, I probably would. I'd bring it home and still be continuing. This is it. All for what? To get paid, what, £15 an hour?
2: I mean, and, you know, it brings us to the article of people now going to Aldi and earning more in Aldi. Than the nurse on the ward or a nurse entering into the profession, how is how are we on the same playing field?
1: Even how? you know what more times more times than than others, the cleaners are getting more than the basic than like the basic general nurses.
2: Yeah, it's
1: crazy, and people will tell you they don't they don't like like you said last week, Diane. People want a soft life, and. It's about working smarter, not harder. I'm not coming to come. Like, I have worked hard to get to where I am, but I'm not breaking my back for it anymore because what do I get in return? Literally nothing. Like you said, look at our counterparts worldwide. Look at, for example, even look at nurses in like Denmark and Sweden. They get paid like double what we earn. Mm -hmm. And there's benefits. Or even look at the States. Those nurses are making a bank. Yep and are, are highly respected, yet we're here with what?
2: This is it. Nothing to show for it, apart from, yeah, you've got all these qualifications and you're really skilled, and but you're not valued. And in, and that's what people forget. By not being valued, people are going to look for where they're going to be valued. If yeah. someone go and work in Audi or go and work in Waitrose or go and work in Morrisons or Tesco and... They get to talk to people. They get to help people. They're not very stressed out. They come and do their job and they get paid. What do you guys think, despite pay, what do you think would be better for for like
1: healthcare in general, for like staffing-wise? Because it's not even just staffing with nurses, staffing with doctors, staffing with all the different avenues that seem to be in the NHS.
0: 100%. I mean, the thing is, even the doctors and stuff, like the F1s and the F2s, they're so stressed, man. But not even just them, even the ones that are still within training.
1: Because people forget, people think, oh, when it's a doctor, from the get-go, they're making money. No, they're literally making the same wage as us until they get to, like, senior reg, consultant level.
0: Mm. And that takes years. Let me reiterate that. That takes years. That can take eight, nine, ten years. Exactly. Like, if you're doing a paediatric training, that's like, I believe, if I'm correct, it's an eight-year training. Yeah. On top
1: of the initial uni you would have gone to, and then five years at medical school, school, and then another eight, nine years on top.
0: It's not easy at all. And and, and in
2: that time, you have to have life. Exactly. You're going to meet someone, or you're going to buy a home, or you want to travel, or you want to live at the same time as work on your career. So what happens?
0: I say, what do I think needs to happen? Well, I think, first of all, the increase in wage needs to happen. Mm -hmm. But then secondly, I actually think Advertising that nurses get paid less or get paid peanuts is actually more damaging than we think. Not mm-hmm. only damaging for those who are currently working, but damaging for those who are thinking of applying because they're going to be looking at the news thinking, "What? I don't want to be. I don't but want to be a nurse. Am I applying? But even
1: that, like, Clarissa. When they scrapped yeah. the bursary, do you know when people said they cut not they couldn't train because, if i'm God, they yeah. brought it back
0: yeah I think I can't yeah I think they brought a bit of some of it back. I can't remember the details but yeah like and the thing is with nursing as well and there's one thing that I learned the hard way nursing is not a degree that you can have a part-time job with it's not a set Monday to Friday degree and you can have your Saturday and Sunday role or no, it's, I totally or it's flexible like, like it reminds, like, because it what, just reminds me yeah. of
1: like my third year my third yeah. placement when I was Working at one hospital in North London and coming to do my Primark shifts the following morning, and then going back to sleep for like four hours and go back again. Like you actually can't and and
2: think and think about if you were being paid on placement, you wouldn't have to do that.
1: Exactly, like I, I had bills to pay, I had things to cut, I had things to pay for, and I think people don't. People usually just say, "Oh, you get a bursary, you get money," but they don't understand it's means tested. And exactly. just because your family members are hitting certain targets does not mean they're giving you money. This is it. Or have the money to give you. Because I, I we had friends that were literally only bringing home like £80, £30 pounds a month as their bursary. Their yeah. family members had to literally subsidise.
2: I didn't even qualify for it. I don't think I even qualified for it. Really? No, I didn't. I don't remember getting a bursary. I not, no. I got a student loan. Like a maintenance loan. But yeah. But...
0: That's that why I did Diane
2: as well. Yeah, that was it. And it's very unjust because, like you said, just because parents earn a certain amount of money, they also have other children and other responsibilities and other financial commitments. It's not just exactly. me. Exactly. Um, but again, they this is what the government, I guess, put out to people. But look, they're getting all this support. Look, they're getting all these opportunities. And it's like, that's all a smoke screen to reality. Honestly, even you saying about the student loan, the student loan was 1300
1: to last you three months if you're somewhere that you've got to pay rent for and rent is at least 500 pounds well where we lived because we lived in private in private halls our rent was yeah. at least 500 pounds per month no, right.
0: imagine, imagine what they are now though because if that exactly. was then imagine what they are now though.
2: and then don't forget also where we live was like at the end of the of the bloody train line mm-hmm so the zone you're in, having to pay the travel card for that. I, I My travel card used to be every month, £152. Pounds. Was that how many think, zones was that? I think one to five. Boy, yeah. look and look that, at that, that right now. And that was because I was working in Waitrose for the first year and second year. And I had to make sure that I could go and work after like, uni. Mm-hmm. Three days. I did Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. I'd get home by midnight, usually. By time we finish, and get on the train and get back. So I had to make sure I had the travel card, and I never forget it. I'm thinking, like, this is crazy. My only problem earning while in waitrose could I
0: afford it? Let's see how much that is now, because here in zones one to five, 152 a month. That sounds amazing. Now, it really now it sounds amazing. All right, let me just check. Hold on. Can't wait to see this. Oh, guess how much it is, Diane? <laughs> come on oh my god two hundred and fifty two pounds thirty stop it yeah what? annually 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 two thousand six hundred and twenty eight monthly two hundred and fifty two and thirty pence a seven day travel card sixty five what well the one zone's one to five um sixty five seventy pence
2: jesus
0: zones one to five 252 pounds you see that's just
2: extortionate
1: it makes you think so when we were doing this this was what roughly about 10 years ago because yeah yeah 10 years ago yeah because we went to
0: yeah.
1: uni in 2012 it's gone up by a what 100 quid
0: yeah can you imagine? It makes me laugh. It actually makes me laugh because when I think about it, we used to get peanuts back in the day, but it used to somehow last. That's what yeah. you, Our
1: living expenses weren't, our, our, were not as
2: expensive as it That's why have are going back to it. Look at the price of petrol. Ciao. Don't even talk about the price of petrol, okay? <laughs> and, and you know what makes me angry is that we have governing bodies like the Nursing and Griffey Council who can see what's going on and don't do anything like we're not going to take your fee this year because we can see that people don't have money. Imagine, or they're still taking that £120 we we So, we're, like, they're not even... To me, how are you making my life easier by requesting £120 from me every year?
0: Say it again. You know? And the fact that we have to pay how much to keep our PIN? That's what confuses me. Why do we pay to keep our pen? What? Because there's, there's
1: quite a few other, other professions that they have pins, they don't pay for it. Like exactly. teaching, they have pins, they don't pay for it.
0: I just don't get it. I don't get it. I don't get it. Like, it's literally. Uh, what, what is the reason? Why do we have to pay, by the way? I don't actually know what the reason is.
1: To fund some sort of service. Like, there's my okay.
2: I, I would love somebody from the NMC to explain how the 120
1: pound gets used because think about it think there's like millions of nurses okay maybe not millions but there's there's a load of nurses out there and you're taking 120 from each of us boy,
0: imagine those without london waiting so that's another 120 from their pocket
1: boy it's, it's actually madness it's just mad like how 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 It it really kills me because it's really, it angers me, it doesn't even kill me. It really angers me because like you guys are saying, we work so hard for the job we do, so hard to literally get paid nothing. And then, you know, people in our boots are going to food banks and things like this, or you are literally looking up, living paycheck to paycheck because you physically cannot save with the wage you get and you're looking after your family and how,
2: this is it and i think for me the government should be really ashamed and be really worried if you have healthcare professionals flocking to nationwide supermarkets because they have a better quality of life and they're earning more money than being than doing the job that they've been trained to do then that's an emergency and that's an emergency that someone needs to pay attention to that's something that needs it needs someone to sit down and say right We have trained staff who are leaving to work in the supermarket. Why?
1: They don't care. It's like they're seeing this happen. They don't care. They're just making (laughs) it harder for us. Go on, Noah. What do you have to say? (laughs) Yeah, we should get paid more. (laughs) (laughs) It's really its just heartbreaking that we work so hard. And the course was hard as hell. Exactly. It wasn't an easy course to pass for all this stuff to have you happen to us now no I'm sorry it needs
2: sorting out and also think how long it takes to train someone think how much it costs to train someone and then to lose them to a completely different role that's a loss that's a loss in the long-term budget that's a a loss in the long-term plan for the NHS
1: honestly it's a very
2: very big loss and yet it's almost as if it doesn't actually matter they're just going to keep lying to people and saying we've recruited more people so that's what they keep telling us, that we've recruited more nurses, recruiting recruited more doctors, when in reality we know it's a lie, because if it wasn't a lie, you wouldn't have agencies making a killing with having so many shifts available. You Honestly. wouldn't have people crying <laughs> that, it's, that the staff mm-hmm. levels are too so poor. You wouldn't have all these roles. You know, go on Indeed. Go on and type in any kind of job for nursing, and there are hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of jobs at every level. You know? that should be an alarm bell in society that our healthcare system well not even our system the pay is poor and needs to be better to entice and retain staff but you know what like
1: me and my partner's friend were talking about this and he literally was essentially laughing at us like we work in a public sector what do we think is going to happen these people don't care about us to begin with they need us but we're in professions that we can't like we can't There's certain things that we can't do and we still have to go to work.
2: And to me, that's why they take advantage of us, because they know we can't strike. Exactly. And they know that we would we would never leave a patient to be at risk, We never would never let a patient not die, but we, would, we wouldn't put them in any kind of danger. But so do they you know play why? on that. play on that. Do you get what I mean?
1: Yeah, but do you also know why? Because we've been conditioned to know this, my pin is everything. I can't do anything. I can't step out of line because my pin is everything. Whereas if you have some rogue nurses, they literally probably would hang up, you know, hang up their pin and be like, tough luck. I'm better than this. Like my life depends. My my life deserves more.
2: Mm. It's true.
1: However, like when you look at a lot of healthcare, but I guess this is also in many positions. But anyway, like nursing specifically, yes, it is more female dominated. And alongside being female dominated, a lot of them have families. And just like the three of us alone, even when we talk privately, there's so much we do for our families that's literally backbreaking. Mm. And I feel like that's it's a nursing trait because some like you won't have someone that's selfish working as a nurse because you somewhat can't be. You can have selfish tendencies, but you won't have someone that's solely selfish, looking at their own selfish gain. Mm. You won't see that it's always like oh how can I do this to help my colleague or how can I do this to support myself to get a new job or do you get what I mean yeah and that's the
2: same. same it's like the nature that we have is taken advantage of so much
1: exactly so there's no incentive for them to raise our pay sadly because they're happy paying us pittance and there's not much we can do about it yeah we can talk about it but what else is there like I know the RCN have a fair pay fair pay for nursing. And that's been going on since all the, I can't say riots, not riots, protests were happening. Yeah. But what like when is it gonna end? When are we actually gonna see something true come out of it?
2: Yeah. I mean, it it comes to a point where we need more of our bodies to stand up and say nurses are not what they were 20, 30 years ago. Nurses are professionals. Nurses are very educated. Nurses are practitioners in their own right. And they it needs to reflect that in their salary. Their quality of life should reflect that. A nurse should not be going to a food bank. I'm very sorry, they should not be. A nurse should not have to work bank as a regular shift pattern for them to survive. No, bank should be, I need holiday money, I'm working a bit extra. Or, Do you know, I want to treat myself, I'm going to work bank. It shouldn't be a necessity that if I don't work bank, the bill won't get paid this week.
1: No honestly I can't agree anymore with what you're saying because that is literally it but yeah people are doing bank to literally to break even and just to survive
2: yeah what type of life I is that ridiculous and and I think it's more ridiculous I mean, we're not going to go delve into it too much but when you're watching the people who govern this country g- give themselves pay rises and earn more than some nurses could dream of earning it either, it leaves a bitter taste in your mouth And it does make you angry, it does make you frustrated because all they do is tell you how great you are, but they don't want to show that by putting their money where their mouth is and giving you the pay that you deserve. But then they want you to campaign and cry and complain to be pushed back and be told what you're earning this month. We've given you a pay rise before. We did that for you.
1: Before, that's not now.
2: Before. Did their wage not go up
1: recently? Yeah. MPs to like 85k but yet we're here crying for 25k 35k maybe 40 if you're lucky
2: yeah um, i just hope yeah. like
1: that we see what is for its real deal and that we can begin to somewhat strike or send that we like we mean business we want to be respected
0: yeah
1: because when okay. you say it privately to like your friends or family oh yeah i'm a nurse everyone's like oh Oh, you're a nurse. You've done so well. You're so good, but when you're actually in it, he don't care.
2: No, they don't, and they don't realise. And I feel like it's sad that someone has to be in it to realise that it's unfair. Mm-hmm. And I feel like if you don't know a nurse, you don't understand the hustle and the struggle. You don't get why that someone is so tired. You don't get why someone's breaking their back. But at the end of the day you know just like in any other job you have an appraisal. you'd get a pay rise or you'd get extra qualifications you become more specialist you get a pay rise you know why are the standards so different because it's a healthcare job honestly
1: I can't I can't stress this anymore as you can tell this is such a sensitive topic because this is our livelihood yeah and if we don't talk about it who is
2: this is it. You know, we're we're in a we're in the most expensive times of our life. We're in our prime. We're trying to live our best life. You know, we want to buy houses, we want to travel, we wanna give ourselves the best experiences, but yet we're being crippled by inflation, by increased cost of living, bills, and yet our salaries are stagnant.
0: And so with using figures as well, they've only given us a three percent increase. However, the increase that they really should be giving us—that's reflecting that's reflecting, reflecting um, inflation—actually needs to be twelve point five percent.
2: Do
1: you think they're ever going to give this to us? No, no of course not. Never. So
0: they—they've been fighting. Well, the NMC apparently have been fighting uh, since two thousand twenty for them to give us. but with me, we just try and get this, this percent. out. Uh, 12.5 so health unions have been calling for a 12.5 restore, restorative pay rise so it's not even like a bonus or a profitable increase it's a restorative pay rise since July 2020 and a restorative pay rise basically means to restore the loss that we've been experiencing through inflation so Will that pretty much be a back payment yeah so And then it says nursing staff are now over 70,000 a year worse off in real terms than they were in 2010. And And adjusted with the retail price index, the RPI, the pay of an experienced band five nurse should have risen to 38,734 by the end of 2021. However, it still sits at 31,533. Is the Lord.
1: Clarissa, the number you've just said, that's literally band six. Yeah. Yeah. It's band six. Yeah. And it's true. Band senior band five should be on band six, pay. And
0: at twenty five K starting salary, it's pants. Excluding London waiting. Thankfully we've got London waiting, but again, even when but you're in like, London, that extra. Think of, people that in, think of the people that are not
2: in London, right? Pants. It's, you know every time you hear the numbers you just think what no what and it's true it's there in black and white like it that's the reality
1: honestly like you can't stress it enough like it's just it's wild it's so wild why we get treated like this it really is however guys we can actually talk about this all day (laughs) because we're so passionate in it it's just a shame But I'm really happy we've had this conversation though because it's literally starting the conversation and hopefully you guys that are listening are also starting the conversation because obviously the more that it spreads, we can only hope that, you know, something will be done about it, not a 3% pay rise. Hopefully that 12.5% that they're probably not going to give us, but...
0: Not anytime soon at all.
1: Boy. However, guys, I think we are going to leave it here for now because we can actually go on talking talk about this for ages. So I hope you have enjoyed. Actually, no, before I say that, guys, do you, any of you guys have any last words?
0: No. No, I'm good. I'm good. Damn. That's what I needed to say. Do
2: you know what? I feel like the NMC needs to do more if they want to keep that register full of nurses. That's all I'm going to say
0: true
2: I agree so with that being said guys you heard
1: Diane's last words which has been echoed by all of us enjoy this week just this episode feel free to share it with anyone doesn't have to be anyone that's a nurse literally anyone at all as always you can hit us up on our Instagram page which is at the nursing handover podcast you can hit us up on our email address at the nursing handover at gmail.com and you can also hit us up on Twitter which is our twitter handle is at the underscore handover so until next week guys we will see you later have a lovely week and enjoy this episode take care bye